What's going on, listeners? This is your host, Brother X. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to let you know about uh, this wonderful platform called Anchor. It is one of the number one free uh, podcasting platforms that allows you to both not only record, edit, and design your podcast to your needs, where you're able to push out and distribute your podcast to all your listeners across all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, they are connected to it, and they're a wonderful platform. It's totally free. You can check them out at anchor.fm. And with that being said, guys, let's get into this. Hey, listeners, this is your host, Brother X. I've come to you guys before today's episode, and I wanted to just make sure I put the disclaimer out here. Nothing crazy happened in today's episode, but I want to make sure that it's clear that all views and opinions that are expressed in this week's discussion are of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions or thoughts of the Truth and Transparency podcast. With that being said, guys, let's get started with today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Truth of Transparency podcast with your host, Brother X and the Cultured Scientist. Yeah. Why, why did you sound like you were doing a read over over the intro of a sitcom? I don't know. Does that sound okay? Did you hear my voice? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. That works, that works, that works. Okay, let's go. All right. And here on the Truth of Transparency podcast, we talk openly and honestly about everything in between and why people can't get right in 2023. First and foremost, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for showing all the support on our YouTube as we continue to try to grow our brand. Um, we are always taking donations. Donations. Funds. Money. Squirrela. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Cheddar. Strip of money. I don't know about all strip of money. Not about to say. Someone don't be don't be washing up after the all the same, we're taking money. Donations. Gifts. All right, and we just want to thank you guys for supporting us through all the things. Um, yeah, man, I'll go ahead and introduce all of our guests. We got a packed house today. We appreciate those joining us today. You know them, you love them. Um, it's always on site with them. Task Creates, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? I'm sending love from Cali. Happy to be here. Hey, respect. You know him, you love him. He he is always down for a good conversation and um talking to your daddy in the back room. Um, Kelsey, introduce yourself. It is I, it is your father's favorite. It's Kelsey in the building. Respect, respect, respect. And I don't there's not a lot that I can't say about this man that I haven't already said before. My man runs faster than a flash when he hears about a crab boil. Mrs. Smith, introduce yourself. For for, for the record. I run faster than Flash when I hear steamed crabs, not a crab boil. I run faster than Superman when it's a crab boil. But that's neither here nor there. Um, anywho, it's your favorite Fed's favorite Fed, Mr. Smith, also known as the Sound by Poppy, also known as Mr. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And I want to thank the listeners for the comments, places, subscriptions. Keep feeding us, we'll keep feeding y'all. Shout out to Chaotic Culture Podcast for always showing us love and support um, on all their episodes. And as always, Protect your mental folks. Uh, it is the third month of the year by the time you're hearing this. And uh, yeah, just make sure that, you know, you ain't got to put hands on people. Or if you do, don't get caught. Right. I, mean, I feel like it's a perfect time to play a Marion touch. Right. I'll just add that sound by the We We just go put that in there. That's inside, inside. You know, Miss Smith, you know what to do. And if I don't hear it, <laughs> it's coming out of your imaginary thing. All right. <laughs> Um, well, 
Thank you, Mr. Smith. Um, again, thank you guys for being a part of this episode. We're going to get into some really good topics this week. Did I forget somebody? No, I introduced Kelsey. You just don't be paying attention. Mrs. Smith, please keep that in there. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, we're just going to go ahead and slide into our next part, first part of the podcast where we do our mental health check. Um, Sass Grades, how you feeling? As you can see, I'm going through the struggle bus. It's been a hard week, but I am getting through it. I do think um, a mental health day is in order, but I am treading water. I'm doing all right. That's, that's fair, man. That's real fair, man. I understand that. Um, Kelsey, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, it's been a chill week. Nothing much going on. Um, I could also use a mental health well weekend, uh, preferably in Palm Springs. So I'll ask somebody's daddy for that. Hey, you're not wrong. I understand. Mr. Smith, how you doing? Um, you know, I, I've been getting over uh, a cold and, and listeners, it's a cold. It's not COVID. I got tested two or three times. It's a cold. Um, but just getting over that. And, uh, you know, honestly, like you said, I, I think the funniest thing of adulting is sometimes the quietest weeks are the best ones. Because <laughs> you really just like nothing happened. I can breathe. I can relax. I ain't got to think about shit. I like those. So, yeah. But, you know, gearing up for uh, Vegas soon. So, Usher Residency, we will be seeing you probably by the time people hear the next episode. That's what's up, man. You know, I mean, we're going we gonna to see Usher, too, you know, because we're going to Dreamville. Woo-woo! We weren't going to bring that up, but we are. Shout out to all those who are going to Dreamville Fest. Um, that, line, that lineup is phenomenal. For those who can't see it, I'm sure they're going to be streaming it, but we'll be out there enjoying the festivities and our best uh, atmosphere and um, state of mind. Do do what you want with that statement. But I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, I cut you off. I apologize. I mean, you know, just have to always one-up me, huh? I just, just was throwing it out there. But I mean, okay. you you my Luigi to my Mario, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, really? <laughs> what? Yes, it, double it, yes. I was going to say, insert hot damn my rock. How'd you get kidnapped by the same nigga? The same nigga, Luigi. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Overall, you know, just just making sure that I just stay low, stay to the ground, build up my savings, and you know, get ready for 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 a good summer, man. Trying to actually be a little bit more outside this year, but you know, gotta gotta build my foundation first. Respect, 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 Coach of Scientists. How are you doing? Um, well, I've been trying twenty twenty three. I'm just trying to refocus. Uh-huh. Re-energize and just like remember who I re- remember who I am. Ah. Um and things like that. So I have been doing a really good job of keeping up with the things that I want, not the greatest at everything. But you know, I've been feeling accomplished. I feel like some things are hopingly coming my way. Um and I finally um scheduled an appointment with my therapist. Oh, so you ain't been talking. I haven't talked to my therapist probably since, I don't know, early December, maybe November. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, we talk about protecting your mental, and I just, that was one of the things that was on my to-do list, and I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I finally was like, if you don't do this, you won't do it. So I finally Mm -hmm. did. Good. 
But like my therapist, and she understands. Shout out to black therapists. We love you guys. You are the backbone of a lot of uh of the culture. Um yeah, man, that that's what's up. I guess for me, real quick, uh, I'm this week has been interesting. Um as I continue to navigate spaces and transition, um figuring out how to have conversation with family after a big event has been interesting to say the least. A big challenge is trying to figure out how far to push and how sometimes you just got to do your part but not get absorbed into all of it or get drown yourself in it, if that all makes sense. So just kind of continue to pray for you, man. Um, it takes a lot to be able to go through all this stuff, but I have my person. I have my therapist. I got my friends who ain't shit sometimes, but that's why I love them. Um, but yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. Now, before we get into any of our now mind use or sports or anything else like that, um, I know there was a time when me and Mr. Smith, more specifically, um, we we used to be like semi. I won't say we weren't sneakerheads, but we were we were shoe fanatics just a little bit. We we dabbled in those streets. Um, we we used to stay out in the streets until the street lights came on. But did you know that you can now rent Jordans from Rena Center for twenty dollars a week? Stop the cap. <laughs> No bullshit, bro. Ow. Ow, ow. Now, are we sure these aren't the Charles Barkley's on there? How are you going? It's $20 a week. The total cost is $1,029.97. What? what? Why? That's, a, that's an exclusive colorway, though. Those are Jordan 5s. Like, how does it even... How do you... Where do you... Dog, I legitly trying to figure out how did this even happen? Hey, question. Yes. So you you have to rent them first, but like you have to lease them. Basically, you're leasing off a pair of Jordans for a certain amount of time that you have to pay them off. Yes, I believe it's the correct terminology. Oh, I was hoping that was like, oh, you can rent them per week. Yeah, kind of cool, but like it's a rent to own. Dog, I, it's a rent to I'm, own. I'm still wrapping my mind around. Yes. I'm still wrapping my mind around dudes who rent cars for a weekend down in Atlanta just so they can um, show off. But we ain't going to talk about that today. I'm sorry, what was that? What? That's crazy. I wonder if the mic picked that up. We'll never know. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that, that's just crazy. Mr. Smith, uh, I know you got something you want to share with the guests before we get started. Yeah, apparently uh, also, uh, in, well, in Georgia, a Georgia woman intentionally crashes SUV into Popeye's over missing, missing biscuits in her order. Now, never in the history of niggerdom yep. have I ever heard somebody go back to Popeye's for missing biscuits. Usually, if you miss the biscuit, I'm like, you know what? I'm cool. I'm good. Or, you know, if you give me the biscuit, like you said, give me a little bit of honey, give me some jelly, give me something so that way I can dry inside of it. Or upgrade my drink so that way it could be, you know, I can, I can quench my thirst with that dry ass biscuit. But the fact that this woman was like, yeah, um, I'm going to need y'all to uh, I'm going to need y'all to bring me my biscuits. The crazy part is she already had the biscuits. So what did she drive back there for? Like, what was the, what was the point? What was the why? 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 Why are you going back there for them bricks that you could throw through windows and you know, kind of similar to uh, 
Home Alone 2, where he threw that rock through the window to say, no turning back. That's what these biscuits are. Why are we going back for those? Somebody tell um, me. Kelsey, you had a thought? Yeah, if she wanted to choke on something hard, she didn't have to ruin her car for that. What did he say? Hey. Oh. Wow, we starting off early. That's hey, put put put. That's on the board. That's on the board. That is on the fucking board. I don't know what board it's on, but it's on the fucking board. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kelsey, she's in timeout just like you. I bet you her pussy's about as dry as them damn biscuits at Popeyes, and she just need to re up. Damn. Hey yo, what the fuck? Um. So, or, um, or perhaps she ate too many of them and they sucked up all the moisture. Yep, no pH balance. She's just off. Yeah. All right. So what you're saying is her pussy needs a McDonald's Sprite. Hey, boy, ain't no fucking way, boy. Boy, ain't no 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 fucking way, boy. Mr. Smith, cue the real. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh my god! Yes. Oh. Um, oh. Um, wait. How did we get here? We still in the intro. Damn, we're 15 minutes in. What is happening right now? Don't know. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. Um, mm, uh, we're just, I think, uh, there's no real easy transition. We're just going to just. All right. So, yeah. so we, we're, we're back. Um, um, go ahead, Coach of Scientists. I messed up the middle name, but that's okay. We're we going to work through it together. Um, Kiki Palmer. Welcomes her son, Leotis. Oh my God. Androtron. Andrel. Ah, I can't even say it today. I'm sorry. Andre Tron Jackson to the world. Born during Black History Month with the name to match. Listen, people tried to come for her, okay? Listen. They did. She said, You can't come for me. I come for myself. Oh, yeah. No, it's like before y'all even try to test me, I I'm going to give you one of these thing. blackest names. But that's the only way to do it. That's what we did when my nieces heard certain names and we, we you know, we came up with all the jokes ahead of time Dogs. for ourselves. I saw on the internet that somebody said that that baby came out the womb knowing how to fix a radiator. That's rude. That baby came out, got a pack of cools and three um uh, disc player. Time out. Are you really talking about that baby is the one with the cigarette hanging off the mouth? Talking about something that y'all probably love Friday. That's going to be about 350 Take me about yes. 20, 20, about 20 minutes. I'll take care of that right there. That, right that's now, what you're saying? Yeah. My man, my man walked in every every yeah. building that he says and tips his hat. How you doing, sir? How you doing? My name is Billy Bobby James. Right now, his skin tone does not live up to his name. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, she, what's his ears look like? I don't know, man. That baby. I'm just curious. Well, you know that baby can hear everything. His probably favorite song is Moving On Up. But I love Kiki. I'm so happy for them. Yes, it that's is it. phenomenal. We we love yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Listeners, we may have to use this in post, but this baby. Yeah. If you know the meme of the baby at a wedding reception <laughs> on the dance floor, that just looks like he got he got he got a baby gut. 
He ain't got a full gut. He got a baby it's gut. It's a mini old man. Yes. It's the dad from Family Matters, but in a mini old little child version. But you know what he does have? A biscuit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the plot twist. Wait for the lady. Oh, you want a biscuit? <laughs> like that baby was probably in the back of the car. <laughs> like, oh, you wanted this biscuit? <laughs> oh my god, that is still too funny. Way to run that back. That was phenomenal. Um now we make all these connections like this. Dog. Okay, so with that being said, Mr. Smith, play the music. <laughs> Okay, uh, I gotta collect myself because between biscuits, McDonald's sprites, and babies that can fix carburetors, I I'm all over the place right now. Um, this one's gonna be really quick. <laughs> this one's gonna be really quick. Uh, we're gonna first go to college football. And in college football, Deion Sanders had a, a pretty interesting take when it came to how he felt uh, about recruiting uh, when it comes to specific positions, starting with, you know, the um, the quarterback. Just take a listen. Different. Yeah. We want mother, father, you know, dual parent. Mm -hmm. We want that kid to be three, five and up because he's got to be smart. Mm -hmm. um, not bad decisions off the field uh, at all mm -hmm. because he has to be a leader of men. It's so many different attributes and what we look for. Uh, physical, I mean, offensive line, but defensive line is totally opposite. What do you mean? Single mama. <laughs> wow. Trying to get it. Uh, he's on free lunch. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama. Like, mama barely made the flight. Quarterbacks. Yeah. So if you heard that, what he looks for in his quarterback is a two-parent household with a 3.5 GPA in leadership skills because he feels as though they can uh, have better decisions on the field. But then when he's recruiting the defensive line, whether it's a defensive end or defensive tackle, he prefers a kid from a single parent who barely making it because they're going to be hungrier to uh, and, and play in, in, I guess the word I want to use is they're going to take more advantage of the opportunity to play better, which will hopefully get them to the NFL and get their mama out of that situation. Now, I understand where he's going with that, but again, there's a better way to word that than how he did it. And I just, you know, for those that are, that were laughing in the background, like, again, it's not as funny as you think it is like, I get where he was going with it, but you could have worded that better. Yeah. Um, so I'll move on to the uh, NBA. And uh, the Lakers, uh, after the trades, have been looking really good. And, uh -huh. and, then then Le and then LeBron hurt his foot. Which, granted, he popped his foot in the middle of the – well, yeah, about in the middle of the Lakers-Mavs game and somehow played through it. I – I'm sorry, if I hear a pop as someone who has already torn his Achilles and almost tore his groin, I know what that feels like. You can't move. So the fact that he was able to still play at a high efficiency for the rest of the game, freaking incredible. 
Uh, but he's going to be out for probably multiple weeks. I would say probably till the end of March. And depending on how the Lakers do with getting into the play-in, they'll either bring him back towards the end of the season or they might shut him down for the season. Depends on where they are. Um, but I feel like the role players will actually give him, you know, a better chance uh, at getting into the postseason. At least, at least the play-in, and then you can go from there. Um, moving on to uh, Mr. Ja Morant, which I, I don't. If you remember, uh, listeners, me and Brother X talked about this probably like a week or two ago about how he's trying to be this bad boy uh, with his uh, entourage putting laser pointers at other teams' buses. And now it comes out from a Bleach Report that he was accused of punching a 17-year-old boy 12 to 13 times and flashing a gun at him during a pickup basketball game last summer, according to a police report. Well, that was like the hot button topic that came out. And then literally as of the recording of uh, as of this recording today, uh, a transcript shows that one of the Morant's attorneys said the boy's mother has demanded millions of dollars from Morant after the incident. The boy's mother has a history of filing lawsuits that have eventually been dismissed, including a discrimination lawsuit against the city's fire department and a lawsuit against her children's school district after she said they were bullied on a school bus. Now, I feel like on what is it's probably like we said, listeners, two things can be right at the same time. I feel like part of it is he has an attitude problem. And the other part of it is this woman is trying to make a come up and be like, oh, you know, everybody knows that John Morant signed a five year, two hundred million dollar extension last summer. So if you hear that, it's like gold diggers in South Beach after a basketball game. Oh, if this basketball player is going to be here, have a baby by me, baby be a millionaire. Like they're trying to get a come up. Um, now, the other thing I have to think of is I can't take these stories at face value because the next thing I think to myself is these kids nowadays got some mouths and sometimes we talking some cash shit that they cannot back up. So. I don't know what the boy said to him. I don't know what he said to the boy. I mean, you know, obviously it, it shouldn't matter because when you are making the kind of money that he's making, you need to walk different. You need to talk different. You need to act different. You need to be able to move in different circles so that you are not put in jeopardy. Again, as, as Brother X said, look at Miles Bridges. Look at Dennis Schroeder. Like, those are people that could have made 80 million, 90 million, whatever, and they uh, choked those back, opportunities yeah. away. You know, like they fumbled the bag. So, you know, I, I just really like, again, like we always said, almost similar to the uh, Krishan Rock and Blueface situation. Like, un look at your surroundings, look at your environment. And if it's not helping you, leave, get away, get with, get, you know, be surrounded by people that can uplift or some people that will put you on a good path. I'm sorry. If you're telling me that I'm having a $200 million extension over the next five years, average salary for that. Is about, I believe, 45 million, 40 to 40, no, 40 million a year, 40 million a year, even with taxes, that's 20 million afterwards. Nigga, there are people on this podcast that just want one. Hell, two, two will make us just cry tears of joy. You have hey. 20. And, and might I add 20 per year? And that's just your NBA contract. We're not even talking about the Nike deal. We're not even talking about whatever other sponsorships you have. Like, 
don't fuck up your money over some small shit. As I've always stated, listeners, don't do a permanent decision off of a temporary emotion. Message. Facts. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, last but not least, the NFL, uh, the NFL scouting combine is coming up, or as some people like to call it, the the nigga auction. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, how fast can they run? How high can they jump? How strong are they? I'm like, damn, that really does kind of seem like a nigga auction for me, though. Like, I I really feel like, oh, the strongest nigga gonna go first overall. Like, damn, they 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 kind of not lying. But um, I'm looking forward to how, you know, these things are going to operate this year. There's a lot to figure out um, within these teams and especially who's trading out of it. So I kind of give you more insight on that in the coming weeks as we progress on with the scouting combine and free agency. But um, outside of that, the only other thing I have for you is the fact that the command, the Washington Commanders, aka the Washington Football Team, aka the Washington Redskins, uh, did two major transactions. They hired the Chiefs' uh, offensive coordinator Eric Bellamy to be their offensive coordinator, which is going to be interesting because I want to see if Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady as we call him to be. Tom Brady could do it without Bill Belichick, and we saw that when he won as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Can Patrick Mahomes now do it without the offensive coordinator that got him his two, um, without his two Super Bowls? So now it's like, can you do it without your offensive coordinator that got you those? So I'll be interested to see that. And then the Commanders ended up releasing uh, their <laughs> star quarterback. I don't even, brother X, do you know exactly who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I know Carson. Um, I lost my job to Nick Foles, and I can never go back to the city city of Philadelphia again. Uh, Wentz. Uh, he is almost on the same track as Kirk Cousins, as Robin niggas blind with money. Same track as Matt Ryan. I mean, like seriously, this nigga ain't done shit since that season. Like nothing, and the fact that people still giving them chances. M- meanwhile, white. I know, but meanwhile. There's a guy out there named Kaepernick that can throw way better than that nigga. But you didn't hear that from me. Uh, but anywho, that's pretty much it for Mr. Sports Center. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you want to hear more about the uh, NFL as it really comes to scouting combine, hit up my boy Red Wolf. He definitely will be having videos breaking down team needs, uh, strategies, and all of that. So, you know, when you go to work, you can have good uh water cooler talk as they say it but his links will be in the description below all right players out and after a long awaited um uh, a hiatus i believe it is um culture scientist you got something streaming for us this week i do i do i do uh, Shout out to Kel. <clears throat> yes. Um. So I've been like binge watching kind of White Lotus. Okay. I very much like this show. First, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but it's like, um, it's on HBO, and the premise basically is it's an all star cast, um, heads to a resort to un and unleash their worst privileged impulses, <laughs> um. Their series is a sharp social satire following exploits of various guests and employees in a fictional White Lotus resort 
chain whose stays become affected by their various dysfunctions. So like there's a family on the first episode, I mean the first season. Um the what's the main lady? The crazy she's always crazy in like mostly anything. You saw her long uh, hair. No, no clue. I can't remember her name. Are you like, talking about Stifler's mom? <laughs> yeah, Stifler's mom. Oh, yes. Jennifer I have Coolidge. no idea what her name is, actually. What did you say, Kelsey? Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, her. So you always know something's about to happen if she's in it. Just, you know. Just being her. Yeah. Um. So I liked it because, you know, it played on the fun classes and touched on it mm-hmm. in a fun way, in my opinion. Okay. That's what's up. Yes. Especially in season two. Listen, I'm finally in season two. Um, yes, I, uh, it's so good. And I really was like hoping that, oh, continue with the same people. In the first ever, first season, I must say, that y'all are all going to want to kick this one couple's ass. Oh. Um, because he's a dumb asshole. But that's all. That's fair. I just got to get my opinion out there. Okay. Him. So again, what was the name of the show? White Lotus. Okay. And two it's seasons. Two seasons. So on what's... HBO. All right. Thank you, Marie. I'm about to say thank you for um for that, culture scientist. Now we're gonna go ahead and get into our first story of now, mind you. If you have not heard of now, mind you, in this podcast, um, you haven't heard Black Vernacular before. It is actually going to be a segment or a part of a story that we find here. I want you to know as a listener. So this first one, because you know, I can never miss an opportunity to poke fun at uh Dog Park University up in um Washington D.C. Um, coach scientists, can you read this for me? White law student sued Howard University for two million after alleging, allegedly, alleging he faced racial discrimination. Michael Newman, a former student at Howard University Law School, is suing the historically black college uh, after alleging, sorry, after alleging. He faced racial discrimination while enrolling, while enrolled at the institution, according to Fox. Really? Yes. Yeah. Five DC Newman was enrolled at the school at the start of the fall semester in 2020 until the until September of 2022. He is now seeking two millions in monetary damages for what he calls pain, suffering, emotional anguish, and damage to his reputation. Oh, what, Black people feel all the time? Okay. In the lawsuit, he claims Newman suffered depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. I'm sorry, I really am. Um, Due to your public Due to public ostracism, uh, I can't say <laughs> Mrs. Smith, you know what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Ostracism. Thank you. Ostracism. Vilification. Well, and humiliation. Okay. I'll take it from here. It is also alleged that global head of diversity recruiting, Reggie Mc, uh, McGahee, told Newman he was the most hated student he had seen during his tenure at the university. Yeah. Um, the lawsuit states that things reportedly took a turn after discussions about Newman's fortuitous, 
racial insensitivity. See, I ain't the only one. Listen. No, 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 no. You Ron murdered that shit. We ain't we not going we are not the same. All right. Purported. 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 I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Purported racial insensitivity. Students had learned about a tweet that was made from Newman's private Twitter account where he shared a photo of a slave revealing his badly scarred back with the caption, but we don't know what he did before the picture was taken. What do you mean by that? Oh, oh. I'm sorry, listeners, whatever you just heard. Um, I just knocked over my mic. Um, I apologize for whatever noise you heard, but I'm sorry, what, sir? It was later explained that Newman was reportedly mocking commentators who attempt to explain away videos of police brutality by claiming the victim must have committed wrongdoing before the video started. <sighs> Court documents claim that there had been trouble among the students as they communicated through online forums and through group meet chats. His removal from a class group chat occurred after other students didn't have a positive response to his questions related to Black voters after hearing about an African-American speaker in the runner-up to the 2020 election. Basically, you guys get the picture. Um, It finishes to say that the lawsuit stated Newman apologized if anyone took offense and said that his goal was to learn not just law, but to learn the thoughts and experiences of people of color. Ultimately, there was a panel review held following complaints about Newman, and it was ruled that he would he was to be expelled. Now, with all that long journey and um, a lot that's to um, unpack from that, um, Mr. Smith, I know you had some thoughts. Oh yeah, number one, let, let's start with let's start with the most with the with the most obvious thing, nigga. Where do you think they're gonna have two million dollars? <laughs> because, because <laughs> listen, everybody. Everybody on this on this on this podcast night knows trying to get the financial aid and they try to give you a refund, they ain't give you that money. <laughs> what refund? <laughs> say shit. Wow. All of a sudden, you're gonna see another charge or something. Uh number two, listeners, it's a it's a pretty um it's a picture that's always in like textbooks or whatever, um, of the slaves back. And the thing is, like I it's one of those, it kind of sounds like one of those, I'm going to say what I want to say, and then at the end of it, I'm going to be like, oh, well, I, that's not really what I meant. I meant that, no, like, Negro, this, you're, you're saying this at a historically Black campus. Let's understand the situation. You are surrounded by Black people, and you say some shit like that. At a time where racial injustices are at an all-time high. And you're thinking that mocking it is the best thing to do. You are a guest. You nah. are you you are a momentary guest in our household as HBCU. For you to do that, dog, you are not only tone deaf, dog, you are unseasoned in your thoughts. Facts. To be honest. And and so with that, you know, the next thing I think to myself is like, do you really think that you're gonna be able to pull this off? You know, like it it's it's not gonna happen. Like it's it's no, it, you try to do this during Black History Month. Yeah, like it's that's not happening, right? And I mean, granted, you know it's bad when students in a class are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna head out. I'm done. I can't take this anymore." And a panel reviews it. And don't get me wrong, sometimes panels get it wrong, but the entire panel was like, "Yeah, you need to be expelled, sir." Expelled. Like, do you understand how easy it is to get on Howard's campus and the fact that you are expelling them? 
yo, you you really did fuck up. And again, there's ways to ask certain questions in order to get context. There are plenty of white folks that have gone to other HBCUs that have had their um their thought process and the way they look at life and things questioned, but they would rather ask the questions and say, hey, what do you guys think of this? Like actually inf- being more informative than mocking. So it's all about the delivery and the fact that you didn't do it. Like it's been, they've had a whole bunch of time to do this within two years and they gave you two years. They just like, we can't handle it no more. So I, I want to say I don't see him getting the $2 million, but then again, after the Geico girl got her money for a goddamn STD in a car that was insured by Geico, I don't believe anything anymore. Um, oh, last thing. Fox 5 DC is actually a really good one. It's not one of it's not like Fox News. It's more like ABC slash CBS's subsidiary, but for the DC area. They actually got some good uh, commentators and newscasters on there. So shout out to them. I was more saying like really you really like i know he went did the whole lawsuit and everything but like he went to like the news news like oh let me go to the Dog. News. um kelsey task grace y'all have any thoughts about this uh go ahead kelsey look i know this is going to come off very insensitive and I, you know me by now i don't give a shit um he's a white man in america he'll be fine yes <laughs> expulsion or not he'll be fine yes that's I'm it proud. <laughs> nah, Kelsey, I don't think he's doing good right now. I think he's down bad. The my student loans came due. He went to a private institution for law school and he has no job. He has no employable skills and he probably had been kicked off several other, uh, I don't know, opportunities. And now he's like, okay, well, I'll just sue and double down the people who taught me law and see if I could beat them in court because they're black and I'm better than them. So. So uh, I was thinking he, chose, he decided to go to Howard because he's thinking, well, maybe this will be an easier of the options. Um, no, <laughs> like when you in the wrong and a black person know you in the wrong and they got evidence, dog, ain't ain't nobody going. Dog, the only thing that's worse is having a black woman that got evidence on you doing something wrong. You got, will never win. She got receipts. You got all the receipts, dog. We got the group chat. This you, they got this you chat in the chat, Mr. Smith. If I may quote Anthony Anderson and um and uh two can play that game. So the FBI ain't got shit on a black woman with a player. That's this. Then black people was like, nah, fam, you got to get up out of here. Like they had, they was like, we we can't take this no more. We're gonna get you up out of here immediately. So like, my okay, my problem is with it overall is most for me, going to HBCU was for me to be with my people in a way, for me to understand that side of myself. And this is also supposed to be for us a safe space. You are not creating a safe space by what you are promoting. Like Brother X said, you are a guest on the campus. Yes, we are open-minded, and that's the way we are trying to prove to you as an HBCU. Everybody is welcome. However, Please respect the roots of this campus and what you see most around you. Basically, that is how I feel when it came to that. Yeah, as well. Like you, you get gonna get real expedited out the way if you don't stop. You better go on with Deion Sanders somewhere with all that foolishness. And also, now you understand a little bit, maybe. Maybe like less not. than less than one percent. Clearly not. 
what um you know what other people experience. Mm-hmm. But you you have the privilege and the what's the um not expectation. I don't know. Mm. You have the privilege. You have the causality. No, it's another word. Mm. Maybe we'll think of it. Who knows? Entitlement. There you go. There you go. That's a good word. You have the entitlement to think. I'm not saying you do not deserve to fight for the right for what you feel is right. Mm, That's another good one. Audacity. Thank you, Kelsey. Yes, you have the audacity and the entitlement Mm. to say, oh, I don't feel this way. But again, you are able to do it. You have the ability to do it. Mm -hmm. You have the money because of the color of your skin. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. As we said the other day. But who knows? My I man is be talking. Oh, no, talking. no, 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 no. You're talking about a, about the, the one crayon in the box that we don't use. Yes, listeners, I ran that back because that was a solid joke. All right. <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and move on to um people who keep receipts. Um, Kelsey, I know you're getting a little bit excited, but I need you to calm down. Uh, we're going to talk about one of your husband's um, Michael B. Jordan addressed red carpet reporter who called him corny in a past podcast episode. So rude, by the way. Don't we call him corny? So, wrong with corny. so do we do we do we give him context first or do we just want to play the clip? We'll just go ahead and play the clip. Mr. Smith, go ahead. Mona Hustle Show, we got Michael B. Jordan, the director mm-hmm. and the star of Creed 3. And, you know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? What a corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say I said we used to make fun of the name. But, yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. How is the difference between you actually directing and working with the same people that you were directed with versus? All right, listeners, if you couldn't quite pick up uh, Michael B. Jordan's responses, the, the interviewer was trying to ask him or he recognized her very quickly that she was someone who had made comments about his, I guess, character or quality of who he is or just describing him as corny. For whatever reason, I remember doing a little bit of digging into this. Apparently, he was in a part of North New Jersey, was not very affluent from the hood, basically. And he would usually come. That was right around the time he was a teenager, where he was still in um, was it Days of Our Lives or it was some some soap opera that he used to do as a kid. And he was still doing things like um hardball. So he he was an actor, so he would come to school with headshots. So with that. You knew what he wanted, but in that type of area, you know, growing up in certain environments, people going to talk shit about you when it's like over the dumbest things. Like, he's an actor. Of course he's going to come there. And then, I guess because of his personality, he was corny because he wasn't hood enough or getting to our later topic of masculine enough. Um, But basically, you could just tell by his body language in the video, you know, if you're a director and you're being interviewed, you want to promote your product. Like, you're there. This is your first directorial debut. You want people to come see the movie. But you can just tell from his turned away nature, his body language, which we're going to get to later as well. He just seemed disinterested and he called her on it and she tried to play it off. But you could tell very he was like one of those people that no, 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 don't 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 get cute in front of all these white folks. You said what you said. Stand on it. Right. So if you're watching this, I don't know about you. But for me, I can tell this is a nigga that, sorry, this is a black man 
who's like, dog, I don't want nothing to do with this person. I'm good. I didn't, I'm answering because I'm trying to be polite because we're in front of these white folks. Do y'all have any thoughts? Uh, let's go with mm -hmm. Mr. Smith first. Okay, so I completely, 100% agree with Michael B. Jordan on this one. And mainly because we have all been at a certain point in time and great going up in grade school, you had the hierarchies, the levels of people, wherever they were going to be. You had the jocks, you had the, you know, certain echelon, I guess you could say, tiers of people. And Michael B. Jordan probably was one of the people that, you know, he, he had dreams, he had aspirations, but he probably might have been teased. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I also was that type of person. But I also told myself, you know what? I could be upset right now. But I know that when I get older, I'm going to be managing these folks because I know what I I know that I have what it takes to make it in this real world. And they're going to be peaking right now. That's what this nigga just basically did. He was like, so you call me corny back in high school, yet you're interviewing me at my movie premiere that I directed. Let Listeners, I, I, let me make sure you hear that again. You're interviewing me at my movie premiere that I directed. Because I'm Michael B. Jordan. I'm the one that was banging Lori Harvey. Okay, that was wrong. Dating. Let me just say that. Dating. No, no, dating no, 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 no. He was clapping cheeks. You know good and well. He was he, giving her the Rocky treatment. He was having he, big fun. <laughs> he was having big fun in the wretched in Baltimore? Really? You gotta say it. Yeah, no. He was clapping cheeks long enough that he got the mustache like Steve Harvey. <laughs> what? Corner. Get, go to the fucking corner. Go. Um, so, you know, right back. so, you know, like I, I am all for him calling her out and being like, yeah, so what's up now? Like, what's, what's good? And now, like you said, all of a sudden now she's like, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Nah, nah, sweetie. If you're going to say it, say it with your chest, because as we've always told this podcast, if it's on the internet, it lives forever. Just say Yep. Keep all the receipts. Kelsey, um, you want to defend your man real quick? Look, that when my man is right, there's nothing to defend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ironically, uh, we were um, <laughs> we were having, uh, I had this conversation, or not this conversation, but um, I was talking to my trainer yesterday and just about kind of our, like our motivation for like getting in shape and everything. And one of the someone's motivation in our group was um, that they wanted to, uh, th it's for revenge. They got turned down and they wanted to like come back and be like, oh, oh yeah, look at me now, you missed out on this. And that kind of, that, that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of energy, like when you know you're the shit and somebody who used to talk shit about you is now like in your face and you're doing just, you're winning at life. That feeling, like, oh, nothing can, that's one of the top feelings in the world, other than him inside of me. But anyway. Wow. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. Chelsea, I can relate. Oh, shit. Wait. Wait. Whoa. Whoa. That escalated quickly. Oh, oh. Oh. Um, um, I'm flustered. I'm befuddled. Um, I did not know I came to, I, it's not even attacked. I don't even know how to describe it, but, um, 
Damn, brother X. I thought you only had to worry about Tupac. You got to worry about Michael B. Jordan too. Sheesh. Uh, hey, hey, it ain't no, ain't no boxing over here. It's straight gunplay over here. <laughs> I shoot for mine. <laughs> I just gotta let him know. Um, but did anybody else have any thoughts about this story? Because I found it quite interesting. I guess I just had a question. Was it uh did the reporter pick on him on a podcast or in high school? So, so both. It was both technically. Mm -hmm. so, so she she said it on a podcast, right? Because they were getting on him about his Valentine's Day gift to his ex-girlfriend. And then she mentioned on the podcast that she went to high school with him and he was known as the quote unquote corny kid. So it's almost kind of like she doubled down on it a little bit. But he was like acting since he was a teenager. So he's always like kind of been on. It's kind of weird that uh, people would be jealous about him um, or I don't know. I think I think they were more hating, but I, I didn't I don't know Michael B. Jordan personally, but if I had a job and I was acting in high school, I don't give a fuck what nobody else thinks. Listen, that nigga got still that nigga still gets checks in the wire season one. So you, they could they he they can't say shit. And, and and if anything, it's just one of those things where people will drop names or say, Yeah, I know this person just so they can have some level of like, oh, you get clout because you knew this person. No, 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 no. They have clout. You just trying to hang on by your um your extensions. But we're not God, talking about damn. that either. So we're gonna move on to something um Weird, which I know certain people aren't allowed to have this already and it hasn't come out yet. Um, hey, so apparently before you get into that, never mind. I'm going to say mm -hmm. something. I'm going to get off on mute. Right, thank you. All right. So Chinese kissing device mimics real kisses, allows long-distance couples to maintain an intimacy. So one, wow. Um, this is what we're, we're innovating with. Um... Because it took this long. Fair enough. Um, so the remote kissing device is being advertised as a way to allow long-distance couples to maintain physical intimacy. I'm not reading that, Jordan. <laughs> uh, the, the Chinese gadget is causing quite a stir on the internet. The device is equipped with warm, moving silicone lips that mimic a real kiss by recreating the movement, pressure, and temperature of a user's lips, according to CNN. In addition to duplicating the feeling of a kiss, it can transmit kissing sounds. So a nigga with a refund check um, ain't going to know how to act. Because you know he's going to get on the internet if he find out about this. Bruh. Bruh. Uh, Coach of Scientists, go ahead. Yeah, they should, they should totally, totally, totally market this toward prisons. Jesus Christ. Where did you get this in your mind? What you mean? Do you not understand how I got to that? Come on, I understand. I don't. I don't think there's enough quality assurance testing you could do for a nigga in prison. That mouth would work wonders. I'm not even in jail, and I could think about things that it should not be used for. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> and sh can you imagine a communal mouth for? Every nigga in prison. Oh. That's like COVID part eight. Because I don't know what season we're in right now. Um, but it, it it would be bad. It's interesting, but no, I, I don't I don't think that's a good amenity to go to jail. I think it was creepy in general. 
Yes, it's 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 a it's an okay thought in theory, but not but never to execute. Kelsey, you have something. Well, first of all, I feel like we're one step closer to the Striking Vipers episode of Black Mirror, which I'm here for. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. And second of all, um, I feel like um, pretty much any guy that looks at this is immediately going to stick his dick in there. Yes. Exactly. If I had a dick, I would. Oh, my God. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yo, what in the world? Why? Come on, like every girl, like most girls, I'm not gonna say every girl, but if you ask a girl and they say, if you were given a dick, what's the first thing you would do? You gonna put it in you, something? No, my first thing I would do is spin it around. You better watch Bye. out. <laughs> I'm really, I'm very concerned. Why? Yeah, you look at this, this is a normal girl conversation. I'm afraid, but Kelsey. And then stick it in something. Kelsey, Kelsey, go ahead. Uh, culture scientists, you can buy a strap on for that same feeling. I know, but you know, I probably would. <laughs> I didn't like say she had to put it anywhere. I just said for the feeling. After this episode, we about to have a a real conversation. Hey, Mrs. are you Smith, safe? Please help us. Are you safe? Uh, I know. I'm just saying, if I had it, it was like a real one for me. If you, if, hey. Hey, I was a boy. This might be the end of the podcast. Oh my goodness. Soap drop, nigga. <laughs> never. <laughs> never that. Never that. <laughs> Mrs. Smith. You know, this is a great topic since it was the topic of the, sh of the show today. Yes. Mrs. Smith, you have thoughts? Uh, one, you niggas are ignorant. Two, this shit is hilarious. Three, um, I looked at this machine and the first thing that came to mind is they did this before on a show. It was called the Big Bang Theory, season yes. five, episode two. Yes. <laughs> when Leonard and Priya were long distance, Howard created a kissing machine so that they could kiss long distance. The fact that they're actually doing this is like, okay, wow. Um, there's a lot happening right here. Um, and and again, a lot of niggas are gonna be like, so girl, what that mouth do? And a girl gonna be like, well, I'm all the way in this side of the world, but if you buy this machine, I'll show you. And niggas gonna try it. I ain't one of them. So um, that's a swing and a miss for me, bro. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah. No, it's just no. There's just so many different things. Like, so like I get it. Long distance relationships are tough, but dog, I pray that it is never that tough that you have to go that route. I'm now, just thinking about how you trick your girl into like doing that. It's like. Babe, let's eat long distance popsicles together. I heard uh on TikTok it's a great way to bond. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Fuck it. Mrs. Smith, you already know we gotta put this at the beginning. Because I did not know. And and here I was thinking, oh, we're okay to have guests back on. We'll be fine. You know they bring out the bad side in me sometimes. <laughs> All right. Now, we're going to finish off now, mind you, with a very interesting story. Um, so everybody has their things that they cope with and that they um that they enjoy. People like playing video games, um, talking to their person, all these different things. But there's a time and place for all those things. And apparently, um, 
trying to play your Nintendo Switch in school is not one of those places because apparently it got taken. So the headline reads, disturbing a six foot six student beats teacher unconscious for taking Nintendo Switch. Mr. Smith, do we have any audio or video for this? Ready? Go ahead and play that clip. Frankly, it was shocking. Investigators say when a teacher's aide at Matanzas High School took a 17-year-old ESE student's video game away, he chased after her into the hallway and, according to the report, pushed the victim so hard it took her off her feet in the air five to six feet, knocking her unconscious. This could have been homicide. Uh, when you push people down like that, they hit their head. You never know the outcome. Am I going to jail? Yes, you are. For how long? I do not know. I don't make that determination. The 17-year-old, seen here with campus resource deputies, allegedly continued his assault as the teacher's aide lay helpless on the ground. Investigators say surveillance shows the student kicking her, then getting on top of her and punched her in the body and back of the head approximately 15 times. He's six foot seven, 270 pounds, and he's in high school. Okay, that's a big kid. You gonna be cool with Deputy King and I? I don't want to go to jail. Look at me. Look at me. I have more important places. I, 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 I understand. The sheriff says Matanzas has two SRDs at the high school, but. It's a big campus, so it took them several minutes to arrive. Fortunately, uh, other students and other faculty members, uh, administrators came and intervened. The students charged with felony aggravated battery and, of course, will be subject of school discipline, including possible expulsion. As first responders tended to the victim, the 17-year-old detained and being walked away, according to the report, he started to spit towards the victim and said, when he comes back, He's going to kill her. So, Coach Science has asked a very accurate question that I myself asked when I was talking to Mr. Smith about it. And before we get into this further to provide proper context, because we do do some research sometimes, um, Coach Science has asked, was this student um, special needs of some kind? I believe they use a different acronym that we use here in North Carolina. But that student, I want to say, yes, he is special needs. I don't know the specifics on it. But as someone who has a family member who is on the spectrum for autism, just from some of the mannerisms and how they talk, I believe that there is something going on without knowing all the individual issues. But I'm not, first and foremost, that is not me saying that he should not be held accountable. It's just to help provide proper context. So it's not just the narrative of, oh, big black student attack white teacher. Let's try to do as they do with um, scared white men shooting black people. Let's get proper context. So my thing was, yes. in general, when I first heard the title, my first thought was, well, and then they said in high school, right, over a switch. Right. My legit first thought was, well, are they, on, are they, are they in the class, the uh, EC or inclusion, like inclusion class? Yeah, the exclusion classroom. I want to make sure I say the proper name. Yes. So, I, that was my first thought. Then my second thought was, okay, aren't, I'm not, again, not saying what he did was okay, because it's definitely not okay. But, did they proper, was that the correct response of taking it away? Right, is that, did you properly de-escalate the situation? Correct. Because sometimes, and unfortunately, which we have seen on TV and other things that have been um, dipped, 
uh, been shown depicted, before, yeah. depicted, sometimes they can't control blow-ups. They can't control right. it, their emotion. So again, I'm not saying, but nowhere in the report did it mention that perhaps that maybe something else is going on. Yes, he may should he should definitely be charged, but well, maybe he also should probably go to a hospital or something. Right, that would be more beneficial to him. Those are just my thoughts and questions. Yeah, no, and I'll come back to it once I give uh open up the floor for everybody else. Um, anybody have any initial thoughts, Mr. Smith? So, um, I'm gonna let the video play in the background. It's no, it's no sound, so I can talk over it, but. I, I I see exactly where you guys are coming from as far as the de-escalation. The only thing is that nigga 6'6. Six, six. Oh, and yeah. I'm talking about he straight Molly whopped her. Like I at first I, you know, I thought they were like, you know how some newscasters or news stations kind of like, you know, exacerbate or or or, or make it dr- dramatize the situation. No, he launched that teacher. Like oh, absolutely. Like like he took her off her feet. And at first I was like, damn, like, you know, it's it almost looked like one of those NFL hits from like the mid to late 2000s where Ray Lewis is coming around, coming across the middle, and he cleans homeboy and gets him off his feet. Like that's how bad he laid her out. But then my next thing is like, again, I think to myself, and 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 I want to make sure that I am what the white lost ex law student was at Howard and actually just asked the questions correctly. Usually, and this could be from me being able-minded or not, or not need not 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 necessarily being having to be special needs. Usually they always tell you, you know, okay, put your electronics away, you know, you're in class, you're in here, learn. But I've never seen somebody have a reaction like that when you're taking away their game. Like that, that is serious. And you know, obviously because of his size, his age, his skin color. I mean, he's 17, he's 6'6", six, six, he's 270. They're going to charge him as an adult. We already know that. And I think they, I think it already did come up that they charge him as an adult. But, but, like, what kind of episode did it have to happen for you to go off that hard? Like, even even if you were to take the lightest part of it where he launched the teacher, like, like tackled her and pushed her in the air. Still was no need for 15 blows to the back of the head. Like, you could have killed her. So, I'm just, you know, I, I really feel bad for all parties. And, and hopefully there could be a better solution. But also the fact that, you know, he kind of just seemed from the story that he just wasn't there. Like, oh, am I going to jail? Oh, I have be- I have more. I have better things to do than to go to jail. Uh, and then, like, I don't want to be here or F you guys, like. Nigga, do you know what you do? You know what you just did? Like you, you straight up molly up that teacher. So, you know, I, I'm just. I hope there's a. I hope there's a good outcome, but I don't know. That video is pretty bad. No. Um. Again, I. Anyone else have any other thoughts before I share my additional piece of this? Kelsey, did you have anything? Okay. So, to. Let to not get too deep into it because I feel like there's other conversations that could be had by people who are way more qualified and educated than we are to fully discuss it in exact terminology. But from my experience as an educator and working in the school system, um, the reason why so there's a scenario that plays out in my head on how this probably happened when you're in the high school level, they have a separate classroom where they will be not only have a core teacher 
but you have an IA, which I'm assuming this is the IA that was in that working in that classroom. So there's some level of relationship between the IA and that student. And to your credit, Mr. Smith, you said that they may have told them like put the electronics away, or it may have been one of those things where like their classroom space works differently because they'll push into certain classrooms and they'll be separate for others. Now, one of the terms that we use in education is almost like the key to uh, the kettle pot um, type of like reaction to those type of situations. For us, we have coping skills where it's like we can get boiled water to a certain point before a key. Uh, what is it? The key schemes. Yes, before like it blows its top. Basically, is the terminology I'm trying to use. But for those who I believe that are on the spectrum or dealing with a different ability, as some people in the field like to use instead of like disability, is that they say that they don't have the ability sometimes to de-escalate or keep it from boiling over. And I think in that sense that there was probably some type of conversation because if those type of people get stuck in that mindset of like, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what brings me joy. This is whatever led up to it if it's being taken away from them. And again, we're not going to absolve this young man of um, for what he did was wrong, but we also examine how does that teacher, what did she say? Did she just snatch it out of his hand? Did she calmly take it out of his hand? What are the things that led up to it that could help give better context? Because God forbid this young man who did something wrong who may not be able to be have the chemical balance to be able to register uh, to regulate himself to handle this situation. He gets one gets tried as an adult and gets put in general population and doesn't get put in a correct facility that he needs for support because additionally, he needs to be held accountable for his actions, but he also needs to have the mental health support that is required. So I know this wasn't initially how I wanted to go with this story, but the more I listened to it and I put but not only my teacher hat on, but also as someone who has interacted and has dealt with not exact situations, but it is it's just tough all around. Um, anybody have any other thoughts? Uh go ahead, Kelsey. Yeah, I it's it's a very unfortunate situation. And I just wanted to say that teachers absolutely do not get paid enough to deal with this kind of thing. Like, it's just, it, yeah, it's just really sad all the way around. And it, it does, <laughs> just from watching the video, it it does seem like there is some type of uh, of mental challenge um, with him. And, and yeah, we, we all know what is probably going to happen with this situation because they love making an example out of us. Um, so yeah, it's just a very unfortunate situation to deal with. Yeah, on all sides. Yeah, we just pray for the both the the IA who is, I'm yeah. not sure her her current health condition, but we pray for her. We pray for a positive or the best outcome possible for everyone involved. Um, guys, let me let me make this as my quick soapbox that um for those who either have family members or you have children or anybody like that that is dealing that are differently able in these situations 
no, don't just teach those people how to cope with our world. Teach people who are what people consider normal, as I use air quotes, to teach them how to interact with people with different ability people. Because a lot of times, if you teach, like I see it all the time with my elementary kids, we have students who are differently able and they are pushed into one of the classrooms and you have students who work with them just fine and treat them like any other any other normal, again, quotation marks, um, person. So just teaching them how to interact and understand that, yes, this person may be different able. They process things or they handle things in a different way than you do. And it doesn't mean that they're worse of a person or that you make fun of them. You learn to have patience and empathy and kindness towards that person, but also don't, I don't want to say don't baby them, but you don't want to um, patronize them. I think it's the term I'm looking for. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, that's just some things that we, we, we mind that we want you guys to hear about. Um, I know it kind of went on a left turn a little bit, but I felt it was very important to kind of have that story. Now we're actually going to bring something back that we haven't had a chance to talk about lately. I do apologize that I've been slacking, but shout out to uh, Tash Creates for this uh, Black Business Highlight this week. The Black Business Highlight this week is going to be, is this Sasha or Sash? Is that correct, uh, Tash? How do you pronounce it? Uh, the business is called Sash by uh, Sash, Olympian Allison Felix. Thank you for that. It is a shoe brand that provides athletic shoes and advocates for women. After having to choose between her family and her career, uh, sorry, Allison Felix was renegotiating her contract with her then-sponsored Nike. A 70% pay cut was offered after all was offered. After all the medals, after all the records, after a decade of partnership. Allison asked Nike to provide her with protection against penalties tied to performance that had no regard for the realities of childbirth. Allison was offered protection, protections eventually, but her request for the same treatment for all women athletes was declined by her sponsor. So Allison left Nike. Her company now provides shoes and advocates for women. That's why for every pair that one customer, I guess, buys, uh, everyone comes with that becomes a expecting mother. You can contact directly at maternity returns. Uh, say it again for me, uh, Tess. Sage.com. And they will send you a free fresh pair of their shoes in your new size. Uh, Mr. Smith. I just wanted to, <clears throat> I remember just put this one part that I remember when she actually was going through this with Nike and the fact that, you have one of the most decorated women Olympians of all time. Like she was the queen of the 400 and the relays. And the fact that Nike was, was going to do a pay cut for her because of the fact that she was doing what all folks in this world want is reproduction and living their best life. And for her to be like, you know what, again, black women taking control of the situation going, you know what, for, uh, Instead of me dealing with this and taking the and just settling, I do the shit. I'm gonna get the bag. And now you have such a great product that can help not only black women, but everyone, especially expect, especially those that are expected mothers. To the fact, to the point where it's like, hey, her shoe size doesn't work anymore. Okay, send it back in. We'll give you a shoe size of what you need absolutely free. Like that is incredible. And so props to Allison Felix. 
And Nike, I mean, I, I still wear your shoes, but y'all ain't shit for that. Y'all, y'all bum real mean bag on that, man. Like, just being being reasonable. But ultimately, shout out to them. Um, their information, um, you can follow them at by Sage. Did I say it right this time? Okay, by Sage on Instagram. They have a link tree with all the information as well. Shout out to Allison Felix for being not only a phenomenal athlete, but a phenomenal black woman, especially with the start of Women's History Month going on this month in March. Um, with that being said, we're actually going to go ahead and switch over to our week's topic, which is we were going to talk about this last week, but we decided to give it its own episode. Um, it was brought to, I guess, black Twitter and black social media's attention that um, two of Kelsey's favorite men, I guess, take what you want with that. Um, the Jonathan Majors, the uh, the King and Ant-Man movie recently, as well as um, Lovecraft Country, Last Man in San Francisco. Um, phenomenal. He's like next up. He has like a bunch of different bags that he's in right now. Um, he did a cover for a magazine. I believe it's Ebony Magazine. Correct me if I'm wrong where he was actually dressed up by the stylist, who is a big anime fan, which in that a particular picture and the photo shoot was, was styled in a very, I guess, bright and pink, red, and I'm trying to think if there's any other colors I'm missing, co clothing that some people, um, those who I believe haven't touched grass or used lotion in a long time, um, said was very unmasculine. It's also because of his lips. I guess I guess some of the imagery that they use for some of the pictures made people, some people on these internet streets question his masculinity. Um, I do find it interesting because we had a clip of him talking in an interview for NPR about this whole debacle. Mrs. Smith, can you play the clip? that you look at a lot of your roles like be it Atticus yeah. Finch and uh, Lovecraft Country as an antidote yeah. to like a limited way of thinking about masculinity. Yeah. What do you say to those? I mean, I think they're haters. I think it's toxic. Well, yeah, but, I imagine it's the homies, right? It's, yeah, it's one, yeah. It's the homies it was, yeah, who was shit. like, it's, yeah. it's they, you know. I like to meet the fellas, you know what I mean? Well, I think they, you, know I mean? I, I, you think they would want to meet you though? Because they might have to. I don't even take it there. You know what I mean? I, I would just like to, I, I'd just be curious. You know, what they have to say. Tell me what masculinity is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it is fluid. Yeah. You know, you you tell me what it is. You know, I mean, I wouldn't want to walk up on me in the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like, like just just a hundred ten percent. You know what I mean? Like, um, but it's bigger than that. It's love. You know, it's like uh, maybe there's fear in that. Maybe it it makes you fearful. It's tough because the conversations you would have man to man. You know what I mean? This conversation you would have. You know, Twitter. yeah. What? But what do you think masculinity? Like, what is your definition of masculinity? It's balanced, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There's strength. Right, and there's vulnerability. There's um, awareness, and then there's um, acknowledgement of ignorance. A big part of it is kindness. Mm -hmm. Right, use of power. Yeah. Gentleness. Mm -hmm. These are masculine characteristics. Yes. It's quite. It's quite. It's quite unmasculine mm -hmm. to try to emasculate another man. Absolutely. I'm not coming for nobody, yeah. but kindness is a big part of it. Doesn't matter, you know, how much you weigh or how much you bench press. That's not the point. You know what I mean? It's none of that. You know, it it, it it's an energy. It's an energy. 
You know what I mean? And I, I hear my brothers. We've been, we fight and claw for every inch of positive popularity we get, of positive news we get, you know? And I am not, it's not lost on me that in this moment, um, the, because of the pictures I've made and because of the way I move through the world, I may be seen as that. And I, I don't shy away from, you know, this idea of black masculinity. I, I'm just living my life. I am male. I am black. So I think that is a very great way to put it. And um, Kelsey, I, I know you want to give your man his flowers like they did in the photo shoot. Um, go ahead. <laughs> That's a black king right there. Um, I, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, obviously I absolutely agree with everything that he's saying, but also like, I, and I heard somebody else say this somewhere online the other day, and it's a thousand percent true. Like, I, I know for me personally, I don't necessarily want to look at a magazine cover and see my favorite celebrities wearing shit that they got from Walmart. Like, I want to see some crazy, like, avant-garde shit because it's like a fucking magazine. It's supposed to look like, like you're supposed to, I don't know, create like a certain image that's going to catch people's eye. Now, obviously, any image of Jonathan Majors is going to catch people's eye, but still, <laughs> like, that's, I, I feel like the, the designer did exactly what he was supposed to do. Uh, Jonathan, as always, does everything he's supposed to do. Um, I thought it was a beautiful cover and I, you know, I spent a lot of time with that cover, but we ain't got to go into those details. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I just think that I, I just think that the whole conversation about masculinity is just really, it's really tired and, and I'm really over it. Um, because I, the main ones that are the main ones that are the ones that have an issue with it are the ones whose opinion I don't really care for in the first place. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I fully agree with everything Jonathan said. Um, the cover is the cover is beautiful. Uh, well, the whole magazine spread, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, this whole conversation about masculinity, it's 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 really tired. Like, fuck, what is masculine? What is feminine? Like the lines, then it's not that just the lines are blurred now. Like the lines have been blurred. Like the founding fathers wore more wigs and heels and makeup than today's drag queens. So what the fuck are we talking about here? You're not wrong. I, I think it's very interesting. I, and, I, and I appreciate you sharing that piece of it because ultimately... I remember one of the best posts that I saw on social media was of a picture of people are up in arms about Jonathan Major in that photo shoot when your grandmama was getting pulled by Will Chamberlain in a crop top. Prince? Or we Prince. We got to talk about Prince. Like, we already know what it is. And <laughs> the key part that I love about this quote or this interview that he was doing, he was like, one, I just love his energy because it was like, one, you get seeing his demeanor is like, I'm sure he's gotten this his this question multiple times, but also he was like, dog, let's make this very clear. Just because I'm wearing that, and even if I wasn't wearing that, you're not rolling up on me, you're not going to test my gangster, and ultimately, if you really, if you really like, if you're going to say this is a masculine, explain to me what is masculinity, because the biggest thing that I know for me personally that bothers me is that it's always 
putting down, well, that's not masculine. Well, what is? Well, it's not that. But that's not an answer. That's a deflection. At least in my opinion. Culture scientist? Um, it's slightly a different. It's more to Kelsey. Um, if you remember about maybe a year, two years ago, I don't know, a while ago maybe, we had a conversation where um, I think it was Desi, she brought up the statement of how do you identify? And when I heard this, it made me think about that conversation again because how I said I identify as Black woman and human. And I remember bringing this up to you and asking you how you identify. So the moment that Jonathan Major said, I'm a man and I'm Black, that's just basically the answers you gave me, the same exact answers. And I was like, Kelsey! And it just made me think about you. Because again, even I, you know, I know, even I think when I met you and I may have knew you were gay, maybe, I don't know. But that's not who you, like, you know, you don't present that way. Like, like you do, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how to get the word out, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. so when I saw that, that made me think of mm. you. Yeah, so I think that this whole topic about questioning someone, questioning what masculinity is, one, I think that these conversations are needed, but it's only when it's productive. Now, before we go any further in this conversation, I want to make sure I give Mr. Smith and Task Crates a moment to share if they wanted to add on to anything. Uh, Mr. Smith, um, or I said, no, I'm sorry, Task, go first. All right. No, I was just going to say, like, living out in Cali, I get to see a lot of celebrities, and they're just regular people. And so it's it's kind of strange to like always be under the lens and watched constantly. And I don't think I could handle that pressure, like having a reporter come to me or like evaluate everything um, critically. Um, I think he handled it very well. Um, I think that um, all of us are over-sexualized and like whether it's masculinity or whatever our preferences, the fucking photo at the end of the day, like just pay attention to the photo, talk with the artist, but like, I don't know, just appreciate the person, man or woman for who they are. I agree. Mr. Smith? I I just have to say, what he said in the video is true. You ain't gonna walk up on him and tell him that shit. Do you understand? This is the nigga that is, play, that is playing the villain in Greed. Uh, well, okay, I'm not gonna say villain. Because I, I don't I don't think he's a villain. I think he's a anti-hero. I guess you could say that. Or more or less. What more or less. But you know, like do you see that nigga built? Like I'm not walking up on him saying that. Go get two pieces in the biscuit and I'm gonna what did uh Norbert and Daggett say in Angry Beavers? I'm gonna knock you in the next week. This nigga will literally knock me in the next week. And you're also talking about Kang. Listeners, yes, he's Kang. going to be Kang. Like I'm talking like Thanos who he's going to be Kang. So no, I'm not if if you're talking about that's the same person that has these uh pictures as as Task Chris says, it's just a fucking picture. Like and not only that, it's a picture of him paying homage to one of his favorite animes. So like I I don't understand why it is such a a big deal why is it that masculinity has now become such this huge ass lens of like oh i wouldn't do that that's not masculine then what honestly then what is what 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 is masculinity to you is masculinity being 
mid two thousands and staying on the block, drinking a forty, smoking a black and mild with your with your scope with your do rag on and your hoodie up. Like, is that what masculinity is? Is masculinity hitting women? Is masculinity all the toxic shit we done learned over the last like two decades? Is masculinity Robert Kelly? What is masculinity to y'all? Because that nigga masculine as hell to me. I, I, he again, well, I'll say the best. Prince was masculine. Prince could wear assless chaps and would still take your bitch and her friend and her other friend. <laughs> so you can miss me with this conversation. Like this nigga is doing exactly what he wants. He has, he is not afraid of anybody. And he said, you know what? I'm actually going to pay homage to what a lot of people don't understand in anime. I don't see the problem. Like, like that is, I, I, I agree, uh, Taz Grace. Like I do, like, I think it is, it is very much an intimidation thing. It was like, dog, you feel so intimidated by a a guy, a man who is in tune with himself. One of the things that whenever I first started seeing Jonathan Mason, I think it was probably right around the time, right out of um, right before Lovecraft Country started getting big, which we need a second fucking season. Um, but I think you just, I saw an interview he did with GQ where they did 24 hours with him. And you just, he just goes at his own pace. You never see him like off kilter. You never see him super flustered. He knows who he is. He's confident in who he is. And he can articulate it. And this man is one of the most well-spoken actors I've seen in recent history. And for him to articulate his points in such a fashion, there it was like, you're going to understand my point, but I'm also going to say it well enough that if you really want to test me about it, we can get real gangster real quick if need be. He, you know, he pulled that into his acting. Right. Like, you can just feel his energy. is like, dog, I really don't want to do it, but don't worry. That's still in the background if I need to go to it. Kelsey. I also feel like one of the uh one of the big issues is that a lot of the um a lot of the men specifically that are saying all this shit about uh Jonathan wishes they could be him. Facts. They either wish they could be him or they secretly want him and don't want to admit that, which is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> there you go. Um because I mean he he is Crazy talented. Like every every single role you've seen him in, he just fucking crushes it. He has the body of a god. And then he speaks so eloquently and like so so intelligently, like every single time. Like you're just like, you're just like, wow, like people this perfect really exist. Like, not that I'm trying to like put him on a pedestal, but it's just like it someone who is very secure in themselves, I feel is a lot of times going to be almost targeted uh, because there are a lot of people out here who are not secure with themselves and they are going to push their own insecurities on onto people just like him. That's real. Hell, I've even been in that insecure spot. Like, I can acknowledge that. I've been in that very insecure, dark spot where, uh, like, oh, yeah, seeing, like, all these fine bodies, I'm just like, oh shit, like I I feel like I could never achieve anything like that. I'm much more secure in myself now, but like, yeah, someone who is very secure in themselves like Jonathan, like, yeah, that's that's really the goal, I feel, is to be as secure in yourself and as sure about yourself as he is. 
Now, Kelsey, you got skinny and went on tour, brother. So uh, you got the confidence. <laughs> Let's not forget. Skinny got the was for Jonathan's house, too. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> you were right, Taz. He, he will be on that struggle bus. Um, but I think that it's also interesting because in addition to this particular story, there was also something that came out right around the time of the um, Super Bowl or the Rihanna concert, as Kelsey would say, um, where there's a picture of Vogue where the, this particular issue was about Rihanna and her coming back into the spotlight in regards to both music and being on television. She was already a billionaire with a B. People were mad about this picture. People were mad about this picture because, again, going to the question of masculinity, that there is, I I don't think we even found the picture, but it was like uh, a breakdown of how, oh, this particular posturing of ASAP Rocky, who is Rihanna's, uh, for lack of a better term, baby daddy. Um, Love. I'm sorry, thank you. Love her. Her significant other. Her significant other. Yes, her current partner. And basically saying how it was like, showing how it's like so feminine, and like it's like demasculizing this man. My nigga, ASAP Rocky got Rihanna. My nigga won. He won twice. Like, I need you to understand. I still feel like it should have been me. But we're not talking about that right now. But it, it lends itself to this whole conversation piece of where it's like, dog, they were dudes on the internet or people on the internet. And crazy right back, there were some other women on the internet because women, I love you. I love a black woman more than anything in the world. I'm marrying a black woman. My children will be black. I hope I pray to have a black child. So my thing is he don't act don't don't do the live not act. until October. Not until October. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, repeat. Wait, wait, wait. Where wait what is happening? Oh yes. Oh I caught that. <laughs> um remember Ah, yes. yes, 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 yes. So my thing is that they were trying to emasculate him and try to bring him down because it's like, my nigga was at the Super Bowl watching his significant other perform in front of millions on t- uh, top of millions, damn near maybe billion, depending on how many people wa- were watching the concert slash Super Bowl. And you have to understand, he's taking video. He's excited. He's watching their child. They're in what seems to be a happy and healthy relationship that, hell, 90% of the internet will give up to be able to have. And they're breaking down saying, like, he's feminine. Dog, he a good-looking dude. He got Rihanna. Again, my nigga won. So any type of questioning of his masculinity because he's carrying the baby in this picture while Rihanna is leading him by the hand, which, listeners... People who are upset about that, saying that, oh, the man should always leave. Uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm not going to rehash it, but come on now. You got one. Let's let us let us think about it last week. One, this issue of the magazine, if nothing else, is about Rihanna. So, of course, she's going to be in the forefront and he'll be in the background. But she wants to leverage that to recognize and to share her family for the world to see. He didn't have to be in it, but she pushed for it. But she didn't want to push a certain narrative. So respect her for that. 
people who just get up in arms about these quick things that you probably didn't care about if you didn't see on the internet, it's like, dog, you're just looking for a reason to be upset. Like, touch grass. Get some help. Something. Kelsey. Um, like you said, Rihanna is a billionaire with a capital B. Like, she never have to her her kids, kids, kids never have to struggle again. <laughs> like, I if Rihanna asked me to be in that magazine, I'd have been like, Yeah, sure, what you need? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go over here and play in the sand with, with the baby. Yeah. I don't even like children. I go over here and play in the sand with the baby. Yeah, for the picture. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, everybody who commented on this cover know good and damn well that if Rihanna asked them to stand behind them in a fucking magazine shoot, they'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's fucking Rihanna. And like, also, like you said, it's Rihanna's magazine cover. ASAP Rocky did not need to be there. But because, but I, I, I don't know. People, people really baffle me often. I get that. Mr. Smith? Just in case you didn't hear that, listeners, she's a billionaire with a capital B. People aren't going to see a million dollars in a lifetime, let alone a billion. As Kelsey also said, her kids, 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 ain't got to worry about shit. So if you're telling me that it's not masculine for me to stand behind something and she said, you know what, babe? I'm going to go ahead and take care of the bills and all that. I'm going to be like, so what floor do you need me to clean today? And then what time do you need me to make dinner? I'll go ahead and chef it up. Um, You want steak? You want a lot? But, you know, I might have to do some HelloFresh. I might have to do some HelloFresh if you listen to sponsor us. But I might have to do some, you know, some, some, some chef it up. But I got you, babe. Like, are you kidding me? The biggest thing, the biggest thing about masculinity is the ability to be able to be vulnerable. That is what a lot of women say in this life is that men who actually are vulnerable and understanding are way stronger than anybody else in this earth but so the fact that ASAP Rocky is secure enough and I'll make sure I say that again secure enough in his masculinity to walk behind the billionaire Rihanna and hold his child that ain't your baby that ain't your wife that ain't your, your girlfriend or significant other that ain't your money so mind your business like dog. If it's okay for him to be behind her in bed, it's okay for him to be behind her in a picture. I'm just saying. Hey, how you think he got that second kid? Listen, how you think they making babies? Dog. You know they probably make have five sex. That B. Now Listen, you know, you know, they you know, probably have sex on you know, that money. You think behind the oh you want me to make dinner? Okay. You wanna come upstairs and smack them them cheeks. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Hey, hey, again, this is Rihanna. Hey, it, she could have anybody that she wants. Anybody, <laughs> it would be interesting if she's like, Hey, babe, for tonight's session, because I'm really feeling frisky, let's do that on them five million dollars over there rather than the million that's right here. It's like, nigga, what? No, <laughs> that, that's that is a lifestyle I have, I, I, I can only wish for. Kelsey, the amount of money that I would uh spend on a Brianna concert, honestly, I'd spend the same amount of money to watch their sex tape because they don't be making love, they be fucking, and I want to see it. Hey. <laughs> I'm about to say, Taz Grace, don't be looking like that. You know they be getting to it. The thing is, they be trying to argue about whose music they're going to make love to. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I am not. I am not. I am not listening to Long Live ASAP while I'm No, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. I'm not listening to fucking problems. I'm not listening to suddenly. I'm not listening. To, no, it better be. I'd rather live on the replay than the, the fucking problems. Not happening. <laughs> Oh, no. Fucking Problems is a good fucking song. I'm not saying it's a, saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying, <laughs> out of them two, I'm taking Rihanna's music. I will fuck to Umbrella. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That sounds real emotional, Mr. Smith. <laughs> hey, and you wonder why he got a baby and one in the chamber. <laughs> no. My man, don't miss. No blanks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, no. The minute he heard, oh, y'all get out of sex again? Bang. Umbrella. <laughs> Double tap. Mm-mm. We're going to knock these out real quick. Oh, man. Do y'all think Rihanna be fucking to her own music? Because, I mean, if I was oh, her, you I would. know she do. You know I would, she do. Well, I felt to her music now, but still, if I was her, I still would. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they're having sex to her new album that we haven't heard yet. Oh, y'all really think it exists? That's probably how the baby got made. I was like, oh, this shit is so good. I'm going to have a child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. But <laughs> I don't really think that album exists. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. We, I about to say, we're going to get another child before we get another album. Oh, absolutely. So, hey. But more power to them. Love, black love. Um, them babies going to be set for life. If you if you feel otherwise, touch grass, put on some lotion, uh, get some help, whatever the case may be, man, just just stop worrying about other people's business. Mind the business that pay you, because some of you are just behind out of behind that uh that prepaid phone that you got from Walmart right now, talking about oh that dude ain't masking. My man has still made more money than you. No, now if it ever if they ever break up, if they ever break up. My man will still make more money. You. That them child support payments gonna hit different. He might Speaking come out with children, another album. If if they want to adopt me, I'm hey, I'm open. Hey, hey, I'm a, hey, please, please. I'm, I'm a child of God, so you, at any point in time you want to adopt me, just go right ahead. Okay, I probably I was adopted before, so clearly I'm a good product. There you go. There it is. Hey, oh, you got we got to Whatever, nobody cares. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get these loans paid off, man. I'm trying to get these loans paid off. But um, thank you, listeners, for putting up with our foolishness, even at the end of this episode. Um, we want to thank all of our guests, uh, Kelsey, Tash, Grace, Mrs. Smith. Um, just a transparent moment. Mind your business. Drink some water. Actually, change out your washcloth every once in a while. Change your sheets. Have some type of hygiene. Stop using that three-in-one um, body wash, hair conditioner, and uh, shampoo. Like, come on now. Just take it. Have some hygiene. And just get some help. Um, If you ever have any thoughts or you want to let us know why you agree or disagree, you can always hit us up on our social media at the TNT Pod 123 on Twitter. Truth and Transparency Pod on Instagram, Truth and Transparency Pod on TikTok, The Truth and Transparency Podcast on Facebook, The Truth and Transparency Podcast on YouTube. And if you ever have any thoughts, opinions, or have any future topics that you want to discuss, you can always email us at truthandtransparencypod123 at gmail.com for all of our guests, for Mr. Smith, for my co-host, the culture scientist, or for myself. 
if this podcast is no bigger than what it is right now, they are forever grateful. We are forever grateful. Our supporters are forever grateful. And in the more words of my father, you got to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Peace. Peace. I own it.